Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, one of your hosts and the founder of Authentic Connections Podcast Network, which makes this podcast possible. This podcast is where you discover the voice behind the pages of your next favorite book. And I'm excited about the author we have for you today. C.S. Diamante is an author, illustrator, and overall creator. The Soda Sky series is an epic fantasy adventure and the result of his great passion for fun and fantastical stories. The first of the series, Stone and Sky, recently released, and readers are calling it one of the most creative, epic, and heartfelt books, a high-flying fantasy in a league of its own, an epic fantasy full of adventure, mystery, intrigue, and characters as large of life, as well as an instant favorite. He went to college forever and has too many pieces of paper on his wall. He is a U.S. Air Force veteran of the OEF, which I learned today is Operation Enduring Freedom, which I probably should have known. And he worked in ministry for over 10 years. He and his wife reside in Colorado with their four children where they enjoy hikes and tabletop games just for variety. He has become a staple on the fantasy book talk community, and I'm so glad we get to meet him today. Welcome, Zach. Hi, thank you. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I I realized just the other day I won an award for Stone and Sky. Uh, this, oh my goodness! Just this past weekend, and I was like, "Whoa!" Now I get to add award-winning author to all my stuff. So I have to go back and fix a whole bunch of things. But that's really exciting. So. That's very exciting. Tell us what was the award for? Was it for like yeah, the art? Was yeah. it for the writing? Was it what's it for? Tell us more about the award. Yeah, so it was for the Book Fest Awards, and uh, Stone and Sky won first place for fantasy in the dragons and mythical creatures category, which is so cool. Ooh, that, like, is that is so cool. So awesome. <laughs> that is very, congratulations. Thank you. I was, it was a surprise to me too. I was like, wow, this is great. That is so exciting. So we get to celebrate that. That'll be our first order of business is celebrating. Yeah. Woo-hoo, celebration dance. Do our dances. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. What a fun thing to do. I'm glad we get to be the first ones to celebrate in person kind of with you. <laughs> I know, right? I, I haven't even gotten to really make posts about it or anything yet. Oh, so yes. I love it. We love, we love celebrating. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. That is Thank very, there's, very there's so much in the author journey that can be very isolating to have like those acknowledgments really is something. So congratulations. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely makes you feel better <laughs> when you work so hard and you're like, oh, 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 people like it. Oh, it's good. There's a little bit of validation. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. All this hard work. All this hard work. That's awesome. I love it. Well, that's fabulous. We're going to talk more about your amazing work, but we like to ease into getting to know you. So tell us something interesting about where you are from. Okay. So when I was growing up, my dad Mm -hmm. was in the Air Force. And then I joined the Air Force. So by the time I was 24, I'd already moved like 27 times or something, 28 (laughs) times. So That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of moves. I don't really have a where I'm from until now. So now we just live in Colorado. And we live in a little town called Falcon, which is really cool. That's Uh, very cool. Falcons are awesome. And falconry is awesome. But obviously, they named it for the very reason that there are falcons everywhere out here. And I kid you not, let me tell you something awesome. We were driving into town one day, and there's a sign uh-huh. that says Falcon on it, right? You know, just a regular yeah. street sign that says Falcon. And I kid you not, there was a Falcon that was landed, perched on the Falcon sign. And I was like, no, 
No, no. Get your phone out. Get your phone out. Get your phone out. Right. Take a picture. We have to get a picture of this. Nobody will ever believe us. This, yes. is, this doesn't happen. And my wife's over there fumbling, trying to get her phone out. And it flies away. <laughs> right? oh. she gets blown up. And so now we tell the story in mourning because we have no proof that it ever happened, but it really did. It really did. I promise. Two of us, two of us saw this. They're, they're witnesses. <laughs> There's witnesses. There's yes. You have a witness. You have somebody because say this did happen. It did happen. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. The Falcon's like, what am I? Let me show you what I am. I'll give you a sign. All the gloriousness that you get to see here. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. That is great. Well, aptly named town, clearly. Like, yeah, I love aptly. that. I dig that. I, very apt. Very apt. I love that. And it's kind of fun. Like, there's been a theme. I feel like we have, I should break it down percentage-wise. I feel like we've had like 40% of our authors grew up in military families and moved yeah. a considerable amount. And I feel like, yeah. like there must be something with that adding to imagination by experiencing and moving a lot or totally. something. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that absolutely plays, especially into fantasy, right? You're creating Mm -hmm. this vast world with different cultures and things. But having been an Air Force kid and then Air Force myself and moving around the world, you know, experiencing cultures, it just gives you so many different ideas to draw from in the well, you know, so that you can have all these characters. You know, you want orcs that are people too, right? You want orcs that have culture of their own, right? And and you want, you know, elves to have a culture of their You want dwarves to go out there. You want all these different cultures and these wonderful, amazing places to experience in fantasy. Yes. Having lived all over the world, you got to go and see different cultures that just awed you and wowed you, right? I lived in Japan when I was a kid, and we would run around in the jungles, like, you know, as a kid with our bare feet and running around in jungles, catching lizards and turtles and all sorts of creatures. You know, it was like real life Pokemon, right? Yeah. (laughs) And that was just an experience that I had as a kid that other people just, there's no concept of that. For somebody who's lived in the United States their whole life or somebody who's lived in Kansas their whole life, right? There's just, it's a totally different world. And it totally plays into writing fantasy. I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. And finding the words to describe like how different like a bamboo forest looks from a pine forest to like everything you see at different points. Like those words and that way of seeing those things and being able to call on that different imagery when you're trying to describe this fantasy world must really contribute to things. Oh, yeah, totally agree. And even little things, the way that people eat or the way that people mm-hmm. uh, sit around a table together or the types of drinks they like to have, just all those different things play into how you can really bolster your world in a fantasy world that other people don't really think of, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And things like, you know, dragon fruit or different fruits you find in different parts of the the world, like to be able to describe those first, like you are describing something from a different realm, as if you grew up experiencing that. (laughs) Right. It's not a far step for it to be like otherworldly at that point for you. Right. So it's really neat. (laughs) That is so exciting. So when you developed your books, like, do you feel that if you had written them 10 years ago, it would be completely different than what you were able to write at this point in your life? Or do you feel like things are very similar with who you are as a writer and what you would have developed 10 years ago as you do now? 
I think they probably would have been completely different. <laughs> nice. Uh, completely different. I actually started writing several books several years back that, you know, never came to see the light of day, right? Mm-hmm. But I went through so much life over the last 10 years at least. So I got out of the military in 2012. So I'm looking at 11 years now that I've been Uh out of the military. And my military life and my previous life to the military were completely different than the life I've had for the last 10, 11 years, right? Yeah. Like you read in in my bio, I was in ministry for 10 years, which is a whole other business and a whole other world in itself that you experience so many things when you deal with people on an intimate level like that. I didn't have those experiences before. And so it creates this ability for me to write better characters who are real, like they have issues and, and they're not perfect and they get angry and snippy with each other sometimes. (laughs) And (laughs) they're like, I don't like what you're saying right now. Like humans. (laughs) Yes. Real will do. So I think it would have been totally different, especially I can tell you over the last six years or so, I've written and published a lot of horror short stories, which people don't really expect from me because I'm a really smiley guy. I like to smile a lot and I'm like pretty bright and like fun. Like I like to have, and people are like, you wrote that? Like that's, (laughs) that's in you, right? Like, (laughs) yes, it's, I write it so it's not like I do it. Like, you yeah, know, exactly. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so it's funny because you formulate how you find your voice as a writer over time. Yes. Right. And yes. if I had written these books years ago, they just wouldn't be the same books at all. Yeah. Not, not even close. That's so exciting. And so you have two books now in the Stone and Sky series. Is that right? Yeah. So I've got Stone and Sky, which Uh is out now. And I've also got the Stone and Sky Preludes Collection, um, which is really cool. It's seven stories, seven prelude stories about characters that actually show up in the Stone and Sky world, which is really great. It's so much fun. I've had a lot of people tell me that they love to read it in conjunction with Stone and Sky. Some of them like to read it before Stone and Sky and others only found out about it after they read Stone and Sky and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew about these. These are so fun. And they're just really great introductions to different characters that you meet in Stone and Sky. And they're fantasy. They're just fun fantasy stories, right? Yeah. I I actually give them away to people for free. So (laughs) that's actually how I really started getting people to come to know about Stone and Sky. I said, hey, look, I've got all these fun fantasy stories that you can have for free. And it just introduces you to people you're going to meet in Stone and Sky. And it's just a great way to jump into the world and have some fun along the way. And it's been wonderful, wonderful. And then book two mm-hmm. is actually currently out. It's book two is called Stone and Tide. I don't have a picture of it. I wish I, I really need to print one just like so I can have it to show. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here it is. It's right here. I've been showing it to people on, you know, the TikToks and the Instagrams, right? But I really need a picture of it. It's called Stone and Tide and it's the second book. And it is actually out. It's the second full-length novel in the Stone and Sky series. It's actually out for final edits right now, which is great. Ooh, and I'm currently writing book three. And I think yesterday we hit the third of the way through 
the first draft mark. So we're cruising along and uh, I'm really excited <laughs> about how quickly we're actually able to really get these going. So I've got a really good that team is. of that editors. That is so exciting. Yeah, so with Stone and Tide, do you have a release date yet? Or are you still waiting I to? I do. Yeah. So Stone and Tide actually comes out on February 6th, which is... <gasps> Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> I only came out August 29th. And so the fact that we're getting Stone and Tide out in February is like primo. It's so cool. That is exciting. <laughs> well, it's good because with Stone Sky, that gives you enough time to like get it and read it and get excited and get like yeah, the sure. backstories read and get excited for the next one to come out in February. Yeah. Very exciting. And do you, ha- is it like a three series arc or is there plans? So three is the plan. Yeah. The so, so we've got the trilogy arc. Nice. Which. We'll finish with the third book. And I do already have plans for another trilogy in the same world, which is great. So yeah. so much fun. Actually, I have ideas for three separate trilogies in the <laughs> world. <laughs> but at least one is planned out already. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I also have plans for a cozy fantasy standalone that also is in the same world. So that's pretty exciting as well. That'll be the one that happens probably the fastest after this trilogy is done. Well, it'll be kind of nice to have that, that cadence for your writing too, because you got to do like the smaller story, intro stories, and then you get to have like a cozy standalone before you dive into like, cause it takes a lot to write a whole series. It does. It does. Right. Especially. And, and a lot of people are always surprised, you know, they're like, oh, well, when is this book going to be done? I'm like, yo, this is like 120,000 words. Like, <laughs> this is, these are epic fantasies, guys. Like, yeah, it takes some not, time it's to, it's an yes. epic fantasy adventure that's going to be, you know, 460 pages or something. Like, it takes some work to write it. Like, and then it has to go through edits and we got to go through a process. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so, the fact that we're getting them done and out in, the next one's out in February, I mean, that's pretty quick turnaround. And that is a good. very quick turnaround. It's very <laughs> impressive. You get props. You get props. You get props. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to give you, you the props. Somebody who gets it, right? <laughs> I get it. I it's get it. We're giving you the props. Yes, yes. Call me anytime. Zach, you need the props, call me. I'll give it to you. Yes. Right. And anyone listening, put in the comments or ever like he get the props because that does. It takes a lot of effort. That is huge. Right. We definitely. And you want to make sure it. it's done right, you know? Yes. And, and that's why I have a very good editing team. I mean, yes. we go through several rounds of edits. And then after we do our test prints, we go through it again just to find any formatting issues and oh, whatever. That's right? amazing. Like, yeah. We we go through the works. And I'm sure that I mean no book is perfect. So I'm sure there's a still a mistake or two in there. But I mean, we do our best to make sure it's well, I think I was shocked when I learned possible. that like the stand the industry standards like 96% or something where I was like, yeah. no, I want a hundred percent. Like, yeah, when my book was published, I was like, no, it should be perfect. Like the fact no, there's any errors and they're like, perfect. it's below 96%. I'm like, I want a hundred percent. Yeah. So yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, Zach. I feel you. And readers, readers uh, eventually, they'll listen to the podcast, they'll get it eventually. Yeah. But what is your favorite part of the writing process? Because again, like we're saying. There's so many pieces to it. What is your favorite part of the writing process? So if you asked me that maybe six months ago, Mm -hmm. I would have said anything but the plotting part. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, anything with that. But now that I've been through several rounds of editing and uh, Uh, several rounds of setup and several rounds of the developmental editing, that's that's a fun one. (laughs) 
I, I will say, actually, plotting isn't so bad. <laughs> you live and learn. You live and learn. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I was going writing Stone and Sky, the first one, it was, you know, I, I was really did doing a lot of discovery writing, really finding my voice for a full length novel, which is something different entirely than writing yeah. short stories. Love writing short stories. Love the punchiness. Like I love that you can one, two punch, knock out, let's go. Like really fun. Yeah. Right? But a novel takes more planning. Yeah. It takes more process. Right. And so, you know, I started as discovering in Stone and Sky as I went, right. Cause I had to learn. It's a new process. And about halfway through, I realized, okay, I'm too big for my britches here. <laughs> I need to really pinpoint the rest of this book and figure out, because like, I know where I want this to go, but we're following like four different, uh, the first one, we're following three different groups, right? Yeah. All at the same time. And I'm like, everybody has to get to the right place at the right time. <laughs> Oh this dear. Okay. This takes some so planning. Now we have to plan. <laughs> so the second book, Stone and Tide, I actually planned it all out. Really loose structure outline and really, you know, loose just like, hey, in this chapter, we're following so and so and so and so. And at the end of the chapter, they gotta be here. So you could still discover how they're gonna get there. That's great, but they gotta be here at the end of the chapter. Otherwise, we're gonna be messed up. And so I went through the process that way. And writing book two, I wrote that in like three months. And I was like, okay, <laughs> hang on now. <laughs> There's something to this. And so I actually really enjoyed that process, the kind of the plotting process to it for book three. And now that I'm like in book three, I'm like really enjoying just cruising along. And I get in and I'm like, I already know where we're going. Let's see what, what chapter we want. This one, boom, <laughs> open it up. And I go, here's my little notes. Perfect. Okay, let's jump into this. Bam. And we're going to town. And it's, I just feel so much more productive. And now yes. that part of the process, the part that I like hated and I didn't want to touch before is now like my favorite part of the process because I'm like, I love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, yes. self, for doing this. This is great. <laughs> Especially when it's like when you make it a map, like it's more of a map than it being like this strict, yes. confining, crazy right, thing. Like right, you right. can still let your characters like do their journey, but it's just kind of the map, right, right. you know, eventually where you're going to end up. But yes. yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And I have to draw a map in mine because, you know, fantasy yes. go, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I drew the map in the first book and I'm drawing a new map for the second book because they go across the see right and i'm like oh way to go genius way, way to <laughs> now you have to draw another map genius but actually i learned a lot of the process of the first one as well so i'm actually making maps better and it's smoother and so it's you know you learn as you go <laughs> but yeah. it's funny because you're right you're mapping things out but you're also literally mapping things out yes. while you're going through it so it's kind of a fun it's, it's a really fun process honestly I love it. I love I love the evolution of that too. So what is the best place for people to find you? It sounds like you're a TikTok guy. Is this the best place to find you? <laughs> yeah, TikTok's pretty good. We have a lot of fun on TikTok, a lot of fun on Instagram as well. TikTok seems to be where I, I'm doing the best social media wise. But if people would like to get, you know, the Stone and Sky prelude 
series yeah. for absolutely free. You can get that at freefantasyfiction.com. It's way easier to remember than zsdiamante.com. Um, <laughs> people are like, how do you spell Diamante? I'm like, well, you say it as Italian as you can, right? Like Diamante, you know, Diamante, right? Diamante. But people are like, how, how do I spell that, bro? So <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, it's in the show go. notes. It's in the show yeah. notes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just click on the app. It's in the show notes. Right, okay. right. So freefantasyfiction.com, it actually takes you to a specific page on my website. And so you're directly on my website there. And there's all sorts of ways to connect with me there. And you can get the free stories there. Freefantasyfiction.com. Easy. Free fantasy fiction. Look, you're a marker. And it's got alliteration. I like that. It's so good. I like it. I like it. it. It's perfect. (laughs) Okay. Our final question. What book or story inspires you the most? Oh, man. Okay. So this is going to be People are going to be like, oh my gosh, that guy, right? Okay. When I was a kid, I didn't have glasses. Okay. So reading for me was horrible. Like I couldn't, my eyes couldn't get to the next line and and I needed glasses, but we just didn't know it. Yeah. So I just thought I was dumb and I couldn't read, which is a sad thing for a kid. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. But- so I hated books. I, I hated reading. I hated anything to do with it. It was a huge chore and a pain. Yeah. Until someone handed me the book, The Hobbit. And I went on this epic fantasy adventure. And I didn't care how long it took me to read every single page of that book. I was reading it because I was so invested in it. So much so that, you know, a couple of weeks later, I actually wrote my first story called The Flobbit. Very original. Uh, <laughs> very original. Yes, I know. yes, so yes. Exciting. How did but, you think of that? I mean, the creativity I, I from such an early age. Like brilliant. Award-winning, I'm sure. Award-winning, uh, yes. Yes, that's your next award for like that original. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so I, The Hobbit just, it changed my brain. And I remember yeah. when I joined the Air Force, I, they were like, bro, you need glasses, obviously. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> All of a sudden I could read, the whole world opened up to me. And I was the first, one of the first books I grabbed was The Hobbit because I was like, that's in my heart. I have to go. And yes. So Tolkien's The Hobbit. And I know Lord of the Rings is great, but The Hobbit still, it just has it's, a special yeah. place in my heart forever. So. That is perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here today and chatting with us. Loved talking to you. And I'm sure everyone will love hearing more about this and checking out free fantasy fiction. Fiction. Fiction.com. It's another F word. I know, it's so great. <laughs> yes, it we was got available, it. and I was like, "Yes, it's mine." <laughs> yes, yes, freefancyfiction.com. Done. Thank you so much, Zach. I love chatting with you today. Yes, thank you for having me. So much fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I hope you take a second to give us a review or a couple of stars on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. Interesting.